Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20 says this, Now to him, this is the staple verse for the series, Now to him who is able to do, there it is, immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. Father God, I thank you for today on this day where we have an opportunity to press into the things that you have for us. There's a lot of things out there, companies and people and voices that say they have something for us, but ultimately, God, we know that what we need, you have. And it's not just enough. It's immeasurably more. It's so much more that we can't actually measure it. And so I pray that you would open up our eyes in this series to see what you see. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. As I said, the series really is birthed out of this belief that God has more. He has more for you. Immeasurably more. And that more that, that God has for you um, it doesn't come from being more spiritual or religious or even trying harder. And that might sound obvious, but we all fall into that trap. Well, there's more, and so that means that I'm going to have to up my game in my disciplines and in my faithfulness and all of these things, and then I'm going to have to try really, really hard like a good constipated Christian trying to, oh, just trying to really hard, just get it done. Thank you for the visible, visual. Just really, that was my youth pastor coming up. And, and I believe that God has more, but I don't believe that it's more from that. And this is sort of the, the thesis statement for us is the more comes as a free gift of his goodness and grace through a revelation of Jesus. God has more and it's because of his goodness and his grace through a revelation of Jesus. He's the more. You're not the more, and you don't have it in you, but he does. And as a revelation of who he is, that's where this more comes from. So I want to pick up Ephesians chapter 1. And this is kind of where we're going to be landing for the next three weeks. Ephesians chapter 1, and we're going to start reading in verse 15. And it says this. Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit, here it is, of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. So we're praying today that God would open up our eyes to this more. Paul prayed that God would open up our eyes, not your physical eyes. Oftentimes in order to see, you gotta close your eyes. What does God see on the inside? And this, this is what we're leaning into for the next month. We're gonna be leaning into, open up my eyes to see something. Because here's the reality. I don't care how much you know something up here, how much you know something. 
until you see it, you won't believe it. And I'm not talking about visually see it. I'm talking about until you have that aha moment. The light bulb goes on. How many of you know, and it happens to us all the time, where like husband and wives, happens all the time. You have conversations and it's just in one ear, out in the other. Husbands, we're horrible at this. I get it. We're working on it. Wives, you guys are telling us information. It's probably important information and it's going in one ear and it's out the other and we just didn't get it. And then the moment comes and then what, what do they say? I told you this. We had this conversation and you're like, I, was, I don't think I was there for this conversation. Husbands, anybody with me? Wives, anybody with me? Because until that moment where you're like, oh, I see it. Yeah, I'm, I'm engaged. I get it. It's kind of like that joke that somebody tells and you're in a group and somebody tells a joke and they hit the punchline and everyone laughs and you're like, dang it, I don't get it. But if I don't laugh, I look like that guy that doesn't get anything. And so I laugh and you're like, yeah, totally, <laughs> right? <laughs> and then they call you out on it. Like, did you get it? And then you're like, do, do I lie? And then just like keep playing on? Or like, no, I actually didn't, but I just laughed for nothing because everyone else was laughing. Come on, you've been that person. I know I have. Because, because unless you get it, I don't get it. And I think oftentimes in church, we do that. Because we're in the crowd and everyone's going like, oh yeah, it's so good. And you're like, well shoot, if I don't say that's so good and I don't go like this and I'm like, yeah, God, you're awesome. Then everyone will know I'm a fraud and I don't get the joke. And so I'm gonna go along. God wants to open your eyes. Unique to you. Like he wants to give you that moment where it's like, oh, I got it. That's amazing. And it's transformative. This is what God wants to give us in this series. So if you know me, then you know that I have a unique, unique relationship with hats and sunglasses. And the reason for that is because I have an extremely small head. I'm looking for a hat. Nando, do you want to mind me wearing your hat for a second? Let me just, let me just demonstrate. Let me just demonstrate. Here, throw it up here. He's like, no, it's too expensive. It's actually one of those really nice hats. I won't, I won't, I won't damage it, I promise you. Stay here because I'm going to give it right back. So just as an example, so Nando's, he's a, a student. Arguably, I should have and need a bigger hat than him. But instead... You and I both know that that's not the case. <laughs> is this one of those you tuck your ears in? Tuck your ears in and just, just rock it. My son says, Dad, you just, have to, you just have to own it. You know, and I'm like, there's no way I can own this. There's no owning this. Looks good on you though. As I have a small head. And so glasses are the same situation. Now these glasses, um, I think, fit me fairly well. And you guys were like, dude, Shane, take the glasses off. 
And so I found these glasses. Now, you have to understand that every time I go into a hat place or a sunglasses place, I stop having no intention of buying something because I know I won't find anything that works. But in the event that I find something, I buy it whether I need it or not because it's so rare. It's a unicorn. For me, finding a hat that works or sunglasses work is truly the unicorn. So just so you know, don't buy me a hat for Christmas or my birthday, because you'll be disappointed because I'm going to give it away. It's not going to look good on me. Unless you shopped in the child section, not even the youth, the child section, it's not going to work. Uh, my head's that small. So these glasses I found, and truly they're, they're kids' glasses. They're that small. Uh, they may not look that small from here, but if you put them on, you would realize that they're really small. And um, so I found them at Walmart. We were looking because my eyes are starting to go bad. I'm 43 almost 44. I am 44. I'm almost 45. And uh, my eyes are starting to go bad. And so I'm like, babe, I actually need glasses. So I put these on and they looked good in the little mirror, right? And I'm like, dude, I could actually rock these. And, um, and I can see like really good with them. And, and they're like making a difference. I, I feel like they're making a difference. So anyway, I was wearing them at Walmart and like Heather and I were hanging out and she's like, yeah, they actually look okay, you know, uh, on you. You, you. you could do those. And then she looks at the package because I was, I, was, I was reading stuff, and I'm like, babe, this is, this is good. I may just, like, wear these because they're helping. So she reads the package. No prescription. <laughs> it's just plastic. It's like a cheap lens that you can put a prescription in. And I'm, like, wearing them around Walmart, like, reading labels and stuff. <laughs> what in the world happened to your pastor? I don't know. I'm losing it, you guys. So anyway, if you see me wearing these, well, pray for me because uh, it's truly aesthetics. Um, 2 Corinthians, um, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 14 says this, but their minds were blinded. Even to this day, when Moses is read, a veil lies on their hearts. Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. And so the truth is, we all suffer from a level of blindness. All of us. And, and this blindness is fixed when we come to the Lord, but it's not a one-time fix. Because sometimes our blindness is because we, we, we have an incomplete picture. Like we have a picture, it's just not complete, right? It's like, it's like when you need glasses that work. These are readers. These actually work and actually, oh my gosh, I can see my notes. These, these are helping me complete my picture. I can see it. I can see it better now. And then sometimes we have an inaccurate picture, where what we see, we think we see the whole picture. We think we see it a certain way, but it's actually a totally different way. So it's not like it's, not like it's fuzzy, and it's not like it's incomplete. It's actually inaccurate. And so these are the two areas that I want to lean into in this month, in this series, is God has immeasurably more for you. The problem is you're blind in places in your life. And some of it is like, yeah, I know that I'm, I'm incomplete in, in the love of God, for instance, and I know that I need more and I want him to open up my eyes. But some places you think you're seeing great, but you have an inaccurate picture of what God sees and how it really is. And so until God opens up your eyes, then you're going to live in darkness. 
So this produces a bit of insecurity and fear in us when we see inaccurately, when we don't see fully. And so primarily it has to do with us, our identity, who we are, how we see the world, how people think about us, how we see our future and opportunities and the things that need to make us whole. And when we're blind in areas, then we begin to compensate for those insecurities. And so we, we, we grab sort of faux devices that are not helping at all, but when we put them on, we feel better, right? We're walking around Walmart like, hey, this is great. Like I feel, I feel like I fixed the problem. Anybody have a problem in your personal life where you're like, fixed, we're good, right? And then you get down the road just a little bit and you're like, wow, that didn't fix anything. It just made me feel better for a moment, but now I look like an idiot because I was trying to fix a problem. I was trying to fix my blindness and my inadequacies that I feel. And so I went, wow, this is great. But then all of a sudden now everyone's like, wow, you, you really, you're putting on glasses that don't even have a prescription and you're saying I can see better. And all your friends are like, yeah, I know we've been saying that. We've been telling you. And you're like, I was blind. I put, this is a, this is a problem with with religion, because when we try everything out there, and it's like, okay, that doesn't work, and so we come in here, and, and, and religion gives us kind of a different picture. Religion says immeasurably more comes through faithful obedience. So, okay, glasses don't work because they don't have prescriptions, so put the world down and pick up religion. So be faithful and obey and be better. And if you do that, then all of a sudden, the void and the gap in your life's going to be fixed. And what I love about Paul is he's saying, no, I pray that they might have wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Why? Because he's the immeasurably more. He is the more. So we're going after him and we're asking him to open up our eyes to see what he sees because faux glasses don't work. Religion doesn't work. He works. He's more. He's more. So open my eyes to places where I have, first of all, an incomplete picture. So we talked about that. An incomplete picture. This is one of the areas that we're asking the Lord to, to open up our eyes, to see places where, where I just haven't seen the way that, that God wants me to see. I've seen a little bit. And the Bible says that we now see in part and that God brings us to another level from glory to glory to glory as he opens up our eyes to see him more. And so I thought about, you know, Heather and I are big like discovery um, Discovery Channel people. We like to watch the Discovery Channel. And then uh, there's some YouTube channels that my kids like to watch. Like Coyote Peterson is a guy who like goes out and discovers all kinds of like weird insects and different you know, snakes and things like this. And I was thinking about it. Do you know that there are no new creations? I mean, we're a new creation in Christ. But when it talks about like animals and insects and all of that, do you know that there are no new creations? There are just new discoveries. 
right? No one comes along and goes, wow, I just discovered, I just discovered a new creation in Africa. It's this little beetle, and it was just now created. There's no new creations. It's all been there. We just discovered it. And those happen all the time. And they've been happening, right? And the list goes on and on of like these new, amazing discoveries that have taken place. So when it comes to our inadequate picture, as we go into this series, our inadequate picture is these new discoveries. It's been there the whole time. It's just, we need a prescription. So I'll tell you what, Anybody in here like, you know, over 35 and you've realized that you might need to start thinking about readers? Any, anybody in here in denial on that fact? I totally am. I have readers. Derek gave these to me. Um, I just rediscovered them in my closet because I put them in there because I'm like, I don't need them. And I mean, I'm literally going like this, you guys. Like, it's, it's bad. But when I put these on... Oh my gosh, I can't see you, but I can see my notes incredibly. Like it's, it's an aha moment. And, and I believe, you guys, that, that as we go through this series, God wants to give us in these places where you just haven't seen full. You've been, you've, you've been operating on this level of understanding about what we're doing here, about your relationship with God, about how this works, what to expect next. And God just wants to go, ba-boom, wow. There's colors and there's things that I've never seen before. And now when you take them off, it's like blurry. God wants to give you those aha moments. I wrote this. The Holy Spirit doesn't condemn you for what you've done. He reveals to you who you are. I can't tell you how many people I, I talk to that say that worship is difficult for them because when they come into worship, they feel uncomfortable because of what they've done and who they are. Now, I won't ask for a show of hands. But some of us are here. Because there's this belief that, that when we come to God, the Holy Spirit's role is to go, dude, you have been blowing it, bro. Really? Everyone's like, don't make eye contact with him. <laughs> right? Yeah, I see you back there, right? Blowing it. Really? You can do better than that. What are you doing? That's why he's sitting in the back. We laugh, but, but so much of us, so many of us have this view of God and, 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 the, and the role of the Holy Spirit that if, if we bump up close to the Lord, then he's going to see us as if he didn't see us before. He's going to see us. And not only that, I'm, my ears are close enough now to hear what he's going to say. And what he's going to say is not going to be good. Because what I would say to me wouldn't be good. I know what I think I need to hear. I know how much I need to be reprimanded. And so I get close to him. And this is what we think 
And I'm telling you, the role of the Holy Spirit is to reveal to you who you are. He points you to Jesus. And because of who Jesus is, we are hidden with Christ and God. And so Paul talks about this upward call. It's the upward call. And so the Holy Spirit comes to you and goes, you're amazing. Come on, up here. Live up here. This is who you are. He doesn't say, hey, you know what? How, the things that you did before, good job. Just keep it up. You're fine. That's not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit says, all right, not great. But that's not who you are. You see this up here? That's where you belong. This is who you are. So come on, come on. What are you doing? Come on, come up here, live up here. This is who you are. So this is the, this is the eye opener of like, oh, the Holy Spirit is going, oh, you belong in this upward call. You're called. Live who you are. This is the role of the Holy Spirit. It's incredible. That's my passion that, that Heart Church would be a place of discovery. Come on. A place where people walk into these doors and they were living down here and they expect that God's going to punch them and hit them and tell them, why would you live down there? You need to be better. And instead they discover that this is not where they live at all. It's not their home. They live up here. And so they walk out here going, oh my gosh, I realize I am, I am a different person. I am better than that. I am a new creation in Christ. I am white as snow. I can come to God. And when I do, I'm going to hear a message that's amazing. I'm going to hear a message that says, I love you. I care for you. I've called you. I have more. And my more for you is immeasurably more. And the more is Jesus. He's more. He's more. So look at him, fix your eyes on him and step up. Because when you leave this place, you will live different. If you don't leave here going, yeah, I get the joke. <laughs> but you're like, I don't understand. But then when God by the Holy Spirit gives you these, you're like, oh my, oh my gosh. I, I understand. I understand a little bit more. And so I'm not going to leave here living down there anymore because it's not who I am. It's not who I am. The second thing that we're asking the Holy Spirit to open up our eyes for is these places where there's an inaccurate picture. So the first one is just saying, God, give me, some, give me some vision. Help me see it different. Help me see who I am different. Help me see more. And so God, give me a vision. But these are, these are places of inaccuracy. It's rough. Um, it's rough when you go to the eye doctor and the eye doctor says, glasses won't help. I didn't know that was a thing. But our son was really struggling with sight. And the teacher was like, he can't see the board. He was in like fifth grade. Can't see the board. Horrible at reading. Couldn't see the board. We didn't know. We're just like, dude, son, be better at reading, you know? And he's like, I'm trying. He didn't know. He thought that was just how everyone sees. Can't see the board. And so I take him to Costco. You know, they do the little eye exam thing and I expected him to walk out with some really cool glasses. And the lady brings me into the deal and she sits me down. She's like, we need to have a conversation. I'm like, oh, this isn't good. 
And she says, um, something's going on with Caleb, with his eyes. And I don't know what it is. It could be a lot of different things. But there's something blocking his vision. Something, there, there's something in the way. And it's causing his vision to be distorted. And so glasses actually won't help. You need to go see a specialist. And in that moment, worst day of a parent's life, right? Because it could have been cancer in his eye. Something's blocking it. Something's distorting his vision. And what we found out is that um, he hit his head when he was really little and something was dislodged and there was an alignment issue. And so if you ever see Caleb, it's less now, but back in the day, it was really bad. But if you ever see him, he tilts his head just slightly because that's how he gets it aligned. And glasses now can help because he went through therapy. What I'm saying is sometimes, sometimes it's just not a matter of, oh, I, just need to, I just need to see better. Sometimes God can give you the right sight. You're created in the image of God. You got a calling and a destiny. You are pure and white as snow. And sometimes the right vision can be put on, but there's something distorting it. And so the application's correct, but what you see is fuzzy and distorted because you have an inaccurate picture. It's not just incomplete, it's inaccurate. And the reason for that is shadows. Sometimes the enemy brings shadows into our life and it distorts, those are lies from the enemy and it distorts the way that we see God. And I wrote this. Shadows are created by lies from the enemy distorting our picture. James chapter one, verse 17. I love this scripture. I love this scripture. It says this. Every good and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the father of lights in whom there is no variation or shifting of shadows. And so one of my prayers for us this month is not just that God's gonna give you a new picture. He's not just gonna, gonna show you who you are and give you, give you more information with a new lens, but he's actually gonna uproot some stuff in yours and my life. And these are strongholds from the enemy where the, the, the Lord's been trying to, by the Holy Spirit, he's been giving you a good lens and you've been putting it on and you've been smiling like everybody else because it's scripture and it's the word of God and it's true about you, but you totally don't believe it because what you see is blocked. It's distorted. There's shadows there. And so it's not clear. I told you about my story with the area of strongholds, these lies, these deep-rooted things. There was one in my life that recently came up in the last couple of years, and this was the lie. This was the deep-seated thing. Whatever's good in your life won't last. This is what the enemy spoke to my heart when I was little, and it lasted to the point where when we planted this church, I had this deep in my mind. Whatever good in your life, don't hang on to it too tightly because it's not gonna last. And so it would affect everything I did. Uh, every moment we did, we, we were planting this church and every, every time we got a win, I'm like, well, that's cool. It's not gonna last. And so the next week when we had like low attendance, I was like, see, this is the beginning. It's the beginning. We're going, we're going down. 
Every time we had like a good attend, like a good financial, right? We have a month where we like ties are good and we're paying bills and we're kind of going somewhere. I'm thinking to myself when I meet with our accountant, like, yeah, I mean, next month's not going to be like that. And then the next month's going to be worse than that, right? And then, and then we're going to have to change some things because whatever's good isn't going to last. Sounds like, sounds like hell on earth living in my head. Oh, wait, wait, I'm not the only one that has thoughts in my head that are not from the Lord that I believe? God wants to give you a new picture. He wants to give you a new picture. And it's not just better information, although God's going to do that. He, you're going to be reading, reading your word and you're going to be reading one of the slides or you're going to be listening to worship music and all of a sudden it's going to be, boom! Well, I see it now. I see it now. I see who I am now. I see how that. But it's, but it's also going to be moments where God's going to show you what you've been, been believing and what you've been basing decisions on and your life on is not right. It's not my will. There's been a shadow there. And so I need to uproot that thing. I need to destroy that thing because I want to help you see clearly because the truth is he who began a good work will finish it. So we're going we're gonna to uproot that lie that everything good isn't going to last. And we're going to replace it with He's faithful to complete what he started. So this is my hope for us in this next series. In the next series. Those places where I'm inaccurate, where I'm incomplete. And so I'm going to read um, the rest of Ephesians and show you where we're going over the next three, three weeks. I love this. So it says this, that my eyes and my understanding be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of his glory and his inheritance in the saints? And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power for those who believe? Go ahead and throw up that um, hope of our calling, riches of our inheritance, and the greatness of his power. So we're going to be diving. This is the next three weeks. Next week, we're going to be hitting, open up my eyes, God, to the hope of my calling. Following week, open up my eyes to the riches of my inheritance as a saint. And then lastly, come on, this is going to be a good one. Open up my eyes to the greatness of his power. I want to end with this. I discovered a really cool little tidbit of information, and that is that a eagle's eye weighs more than his brain. I know. Discovery Channel all day, I told you. An eagle's eye weighs more than his brain. Because eagles have amazing vision. They got big eyes, apparently. And, 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 and maybe itty-bitty brains. But nevertheless, an eagle's eye is so powerful. And what I thought about that is so often... God tries to give us vision and our brain gets in the way. Doesn't make sense. Logically, doesn't add up. Think about it for your life. Think about it for your future, for your finances, for your relationships. Like God wants to illuminate the eyes of your heart to see something and your brain goes, nah, Sorry, 
not going to work. God wants to give you vision that overrides and is greater than what you can understand. I want to end with this scripture. Eye has not seen nor ear heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed to them, them to us through his spirit. God wants to show us some things. He wants to remove some things and show us some things that will absolutely and will blow your mind. They don't make sense. They don't add up. They're not logical. So you're not going to go home and go, yeah, this is logical and it makes sense and it adds up. It doesn't add up. But his ways are so much higher and so much greater. And so that's my prayer for us, that the eyes of our heart be open. Can you go there with me? Can you go on a journey with me? Come on, there's going to be, close your eyes. There's going to be places in your heart and your mind. Places where you just haven't seen correctly. Places in your, in your identity and who you are. Insecurities and doubts that you have about yourself. Shame that you've carried from your past. Regrets. Things that have caused so much doubt and fear. And God's just saying, come on, we're going to speak to that. We're stirring that up. I'm giving you a new lens. Come on, there's some lies buried deep down in there. Some things that the, that the Lord is going to reveal. And he's saying, I'm going to uproot some of those things so that when I give you this lens, you can see. And you're going to soar high on the eagles because God has called you to this upward call. And so this, these are our prayers, God, that you would open up the eyes of our heart to see immeasurably more. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name.